remix for Remembrance by Christiana Rey Colon. <clears throat> for my students. This is for the boys whose bedrooms are in the basement, who press creases into jeans, who carve their names in pavement. The girls whose names are ancient, ancestry is sacred, the Aztec and the Mayan gods Abuela used to pray with. This is for the dangerous words hiding in the pages of composition notes, holy books, and Sanskrit. This is for the patients who wait for medication, for the mothers microwaving beans and rice at day's end. This is for the marching bands and girls at Quinceañeras, the skaters and the writers whose moms are eloteras, laughing, cops don't scare us, we sag, so elders fear us, we will write our textbooks in our own language if you dare us. This is for the Sarahs, the Angelicas, and Shawns, the Beatrices, Paolas, Danielas, and the Dawns. We scribble sunlight in the margins of horizons with our songs for all the voices tangled with the silence on our tongues. Rivals in the parks, fireworks at dark, Tired shirts that sweat your scent on hangers in the closet. For the boys who fix the faucet while their sister fixes coffee, cause mommy had to leave for work at 6 a.m. and laundry isn't folded yet. You don't have to hold your breath. You don't have to behave. Stage your own rebellion. Paint canvases with rage and religion and prayers for pilgrims sleeping in the train cars at the border and their children. Filibust the Senate and bust markers on the pink line, stain the prosecution's case and force the judge to resign, force the crowd to rewind the lyrics you invented. Speak away the limits to heights of your existence. Be a witness, be a record, be a testament, a triumph, Set your poems flying in the glitter of the planets. Feed open mouths with truth. The truth is, we are famished. The universe is starving for the symphonies you play. Clarinets and thunder and the syllables you say are the instruments. You are infinite. Stretch your hands to heaven. Let your throat throttle the rhythms of all your fallen brethren. Your legacy is present. Your history is now. You are the 10th degree of sound. You are the nephews of the sky. You are the bass line and the hi-hat and the snare drum and the cry of red Septembers. You are the architects of winter. You are the builders of the roads that you're told you don't remember. You are the builders of the roads that you're told you don't remember. You are the builders of the roads that you're told you don't remember. Cast poems in the river and tell them you remember. Skate City Hall to splinters and tell them you remember. Send diamonds to your islands and tell them you remember. Find your God inside your mirror and tell her you 
remember. I hold you up. You hold me up. We hold each other up. This month we've been talking about power and humility and what it means for justice. Last month we talked about the Exodus in the Hebrew Bible where Moses took his people out of slavery. And this week I was thinking about what came before the Exodus. At the very beginning of this first chapter of Exodus, there is a story of two midwives, Shifra and Pua, who were asked, ordered by the Pharaoh to kill all of the Hebrew boys. They didn't know to be worried about Miriam. But the midwives said no. And this week, with so much in the news about white supremacy and anti-blackness, transgender remembrance day and police killings, I saw a glimmer of hope, a glimmer of the story that told me our history is present, our legacy is now. The Department of Homeland Security Secretary Nielsen, who has been terrible in border policies, this week she refused to sign an order to authorize lethal force on our soil, on our southern border, by our military. The order was signed by someone else, but she said no, as the midwives said no. And I don't know what was in her heart, but it told me that it's never too late for a hardened heart to turn. That the testimony of people speaking out for justice has power, the power to transform. As we are transformed, we give others power to transform themselves, and the ripple continues. We have words in our mouths that grant us the courage to speak. In our poem this morning, Cologne said, there are dangerous words hiding in the pages of holy books, and I hear the story of the midwives as a dangerous story. The story that tells us someone is missing. Someone is crying. It reminds us that our collective liberation starts with recognizing our shared humanity, remembering that we are all saved together or not at all. I hold you up. You hold me up. We hold each other up. In the news, there is terrible lies. I don't believe them. I don't believe the lies that there are criminals and gangsters coming in droves towards our borders. Do you? No. I think we all know about journeys, and we wonder what comes on either side of the journey. What makes someone make that decision to collect their children and walk a thousand miles? I know about journeys, and I know that you do too. I spend a lot of time in the car. But this is not just for my internship. It has been true for my entire life. When I was a baby, my parents packed up their tiny apartment in Houston, Texas, and drove 1,500 miles to Montana to look for work. 
And over the course of my childhood, we made many more journeys of 600 miles, 2,500 miles, 2,900 miles. There's a moment in all of our lives where we, our awareness opens up to a situation that is not sustainable. In Central America, the government is cruel and unstable. Our country has played a part in that and thousands of desperate people have begun fleeing towards our border for more possibility of safety. And what happens after they get here? How will we reach out and hold the bowl for them? To tell them, I hold you up, you hold me up. We hold each other up. Within our own borders, we're on a journey of healing and reconciliation, as we heard from Monique Smith-Gray's book this morning. A time to stop, to remember our common humanity, to remember the importance of holding each other up with respect and dignity, to love one another and build relationships, fostering empathy, we say we know something else happened before this journey. These people don't remember. They are builders of the roads. See, our interdependent web includes our history. We're connected to our past. We need to remember that there were ancient roads of migration leading across the continent before the borders closed in around them. And we are educating ourselves. We have our immigration justice team teaching us about how borders came to be, about what it actually means to seek asylum. And it is never too late. I thought of the midwives. I recognize this story in someone this week who said no. And we won't give up on the other people in power in our country to say, a hardened heart can always be softened to justice. We can always stand up for what we know is right because all apathy has limits, even for those who we think have no respect for anyone else and no faith in something greater than themselves. Exposing evil is risky, but silence is deadlier. And the only army we ought to be sending to our borders is an army of rescue an army that will come and hold the bowl of justice to remind us that we have to be the love that holds us all. That when we meet weary travelers, we will give them our strength and our courage. In these coming weeks, many religious leaders and people from around the country are going down to our southern border. In this moment, of time in our society, some of us will have to go and provide protective witness for a safe crossing, to bear religious witness to the vulnerable, oppressed, and hurting people seeking safe asylum. Some of us will offer support to them in other ways. Now, all of us can commit to being midwives of justice right here right inside of our own communities. How do we show our intention to hold one another up, 
to uphold the inherent worth and dignity of the most vulnerable and oppressed people who are here right now within our midst. What of the indigenous First Nations of this country fighting for their land and their lives? What of the indigenous people, indigenous people of the Americas who built the great roads of migration and experienced the borders closing around them? Some made treacherous journeys long ago. Some journeys were forced upon millions of people like the middle passage of the slave trade. I know that white supremacy and anti-blackness are at the root of every system of oppression that we are fighting against, every unjust policy that devalues the inherent worth and dignity of every human being. They have this anti-blackness and white supremacy have created the deadly conditions in Central America we say, bless those who come. The gates of justice are rusted shut and chained. Weeds and brambles choke the path that leads there. We will open the gates to those whose hope has been stolen. For there is no distance that cannot be covered over and over again. We hold each other up. The work is lighter together. Together we can be a witness, be a record, be a testament, a triumph, to feed open, famished mouths with truth. We will welcome the stranger whose heart we know. We won't believe their lies that we hear about in the media, and we see the holy in their midst. We know that Moses would not have been able to part the seas if the midwives hadn't ensured that he had safe passage into his life, if the midwives hadn't said no, all of the babies will live. In this exodus, I know that Moses and Miriam and Mary and Joseph, Jesus and Magdalena are walking towards us as we speak, carrying within them scientific and medical breakthroughs, art and music and poetry and religion and prayers to advance our entire civilization. Because none of us are saved unless all of us are saved. They are us. We are them. We have all been the stranger. We have all been a desperate seeker of justice and sanctuary. You hold me up. We hold each other up. Let us open the gates. Let us let the light of justice shine. And so it is. <laughs>